Good evening. My name is Shalisha Bino, and this is The Exchange. It is a show that focuses on immersive topics, sensational stories, and illuminating interviews. Tonight, we will be speaking with a rapper who is considered an outlaw artist. He writes, records, and produces his own music. Please welcome Bloodhound to the podcast. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, indeed. And why you considered an outlaw artist? Um, I um, I got a rap sheet about the size of a book, and so uh, <laughs> I guess my music just follows, you know, personal experiences. I try to write about person. You know, I, I can only speak about what I've been through and what I've been through in my life, mm-hmm. and so it just comes out. Um, run against the grain, I guess, more or less, you would say, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. A little bit of a bad boy in you, but I think every man is a little bit like that, so there's nothing wrong with that. And why were you banned from social media, and do you try to get back on from time to time? Um, I don't, I don't know. Well, uh, so I've, I've been banned from social media uh, more times than I can count. But the but the one time where I was permanently banned, like they kicked my music off and everything, oh. they didn't give a reason. I think I ha- I have I have a, a a notion as to why because um, my political beliefs probably don't line up with mainstream social media, and so they kicked all my music off. I am back on social media, however. You know, I've done this before. I've come back and tried to start over, mm-hmm. and they found me and kicked me off again. And and so far, so right now, everything's running good, though. I've even had meetings with Facebook, marketing meetings. They were telling me how to market my music, how to build uh, ad campaigns on Ad Manager. So they've, they've come back. They've even given me $150 ad credit. Wow. So I, I think they're trying to make up for some bad stuff. But just the other day, I was banned again. And it, you know, it, I quoted a verse in one of my songs to mm-hmm. somebody, and I guess the algorithms thought that we were arguing, mm-hmm. but we really wasn't. I was just quoting one of my lines, and so they they banned me for two days, and it really it's really you know it sucks. You can't explain to some you like you can't talk to a human and tell them, you know, this was an error on the algorithms part. Um, but I am on social media at Ryan's Music R Y N Z Music. And, you know, so check me out, all that good stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. So after your experience, what would you say um, your thoughts are on social media and politics? <clears throat> I think that I, my I'm social media, I'll start with social media. I think social media has too much power. If anybody wants to become famous right now, mm-hmm. they have to go through social media. And Facebook at any given time could pull the plug on anybody for any given reason. And I think that that needs to be governed. And that's that's just too much power. And I don't agree with it. As far as politics, I think everything is too political right now. The -hmm. problem in this country is politics. There's too much politics in politics. You know, (laughs) people just need to like calm down and stop making everything so polarized and political, you know. And personal, I think, you know. Right, um, right. Yeah, yeah. But it's all good. I mean, you know, everyone is entitled to their views. And I'm really glad that you just didn't, 
you know, walk away from the scene or what it is that you love to do. So that's awesome. And what are some challenges that you face when writing, recording, and producing your own music? Um, well, being a single father and having, you know, my I got three boys full time. Uh, I got twins that are three uh-huh. and a six-year-old in my studios in my spare bedroom so having to you know master music and record music and 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 do that between being a father and running a business out of my house and not just any music like you like there's been plenty of times where i've had to delete songs uh i've had to lay drum tracks down for 16 hours straight until they were perfect because you can't just produce any music it's got to be good Mm-hmm. And when people hear songs that I produce that are like good quality, like mm-hmm. the song Where We Live, I think that was a good quality song. They don't understand I'm doing this in my closet. You know, I don't have a big studio in uh, New York or Nashville. Mm-hmm. I'd like mm-hmm. to, but I just don't. You know what I'm saying? Well, that speaks volumes for your spirit and just your determination. Um, personally, I have three sons as well, so I get that 100% wanting to pursue your goals and your dreams and your ambitions while balancing, you know, just all your other obligations. It's not easy, but I'll say it from my stance, just keep going no matter what, you know? Oh, yeah, you too. Absolutely. I know I can. I know what you I ain't going to say I feel your pain because obviously it's a blessing to be a parent, but... Uh, you got to keep going. I appreciate that. I, I really take that into consideration. Um, a rap artist that I really, really look up to gave me a shout out last night. And he told me the same thing. He said, bro, just put God first and build this thing one thing, one fan at a time and everything will fall in line. So that was, that was good. Yeah, it is. It is. And what is the most important thing that artists should do when building a fan base? Um, what I've come to realize is a lot of people have told me that, bro, it only takes that one song to take off or, or keep going because somebody might hear you. And, and, and I even have people emailing me, some people that are already successful, emailing me, telling me, follow my plan and do this. And then, and then I get ads on Spotify and on social media telling me, let us promote your music. We'll put you on playlist. <laughs> But you know what? <clears throat> Here's the truth, though. And I know this because I've, talk, I've talked to famous rappers at length. Here's, here's the thing about fans. You have, to, you have to get them one at a time. It's like building a building. you got to build it one brick at a time. Mm-hmm. There's no magic switch that can be flipped. and There's no magic button that can be pressed to where you're just famous overnight. It don't happen like that. It takes years and years of hard work. Mm-hmm. And getting fans is no different. you got to get them one fan at a time i got fans right now that will do anything you know they've been with me in country now they with me in rap and then i have family and friends that were around me when i first picked the guitar up years ago and now Mm -hmm. they're still with me and so i'd rather have like 30 good hardcore fans than you know 3,000 fair weathered fans that are just waiting on the next hit that i produce very very wise of you you know having those fans that are devoted that are going to help to support you and you know just tell others about you that is something that is worth more than a million dollars in my opinion and um yeah yeah <laughs> and here yeah, I, I, I shared mm-hmm. the shit out of the podcast i'm trying to promote you too <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you're very sweet. Thank you very much. Um, I love everyone who comes, who I come across because all of you guys are just striving for your goals. And despite us being in separate fields, I feel like, you know, one artist sees another artist, you know. So we all have right. our lanes and our styles. So now here's Absolutely. a very interesting one. Which famous rapper doesn't impress you and why? <laughs> yeah, okay, you know. I seen this question this morning and I had time to reflect on it. Mm-hmm. I made a uh I made a Machine Gun Kelly diss song. I made a diss track for MGK. I really didn't break it off any like I should have, but but you know, if I had to say I would have to say that these rappers that talk about stuff that they've never done, mm-hmm. talk about money that they've never had, cars they've never even Meek Mill admitted when I first came out and started rapping, I was talking about things that I didn't have, but I knew one day I would have it. And I appreciate the struggle, but see, here's the thing. People, my fans can't relate to somebody that lives in a mansion and drives a, uh, you know, a Ferrari because mm-hmm. they don't. My fans relate to people that get up and go to work every day and put in eight hours or have to catch the subway and looking for change just to pay for the ticket, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get down the fairway and raising kids and nobody's talking about that because in mainstream music they think that that don't sell and they got to keep up with the you know the mickey mickey minajes of the world and all that and Mm -hmm. that's fine and all but these rappers out here talking about stuff that they've never done just to try to make music it's hard for me it's hard for me to respect that yeah yeah i think um a lot of the underlying themes nowadays are not really realistic you know what i'm saying like Uh, most people are not going to be able to afford to put silicone on their ass. <laughs> titties, and then you're sniffing Coke every five seconds. Damn, I'm high. You know, are we, yeah. what are we truly, you know, pushing out in the ether for these youth, you know? Right. And, and since we have sons, you know, and, and for those who are listening on this podcast, you know, ask yourself, would you want your children doing a quarter of what you hear about in music? You right. Know? Right. So I, I respect you so much for just, you know, taking your rap and just rapping about life, the everyday person. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, I have people, you know, naturally when you step out and you stand for something, uh, whether, you know, you agree or disagree, you're still going to have people that hate. So I get hate. And, and one of the things I got a while back was somebody got mad because I had mentioned something in my song. I'm not going to say what it is. Um, but I said, if it happens in life, I'm going to talk about it. It it doesn't necessarily mean that I agree with it. It doesn't necessarily mean I promote it, but Hey, there's somebody out there that's going through this Mm -hmm. and they need somebody to listen to, to let them know, Hey, it's going to be okay. That's why it's so important to be truthful about what you're speaking about. Because Mm -hmm. if you ever get an opportunity to meet that artist that you look up to and you go meet them, and when you realize, man, they fake, they're (laughs) fake as a candy machine, then all the hope and aspiration that they put in you and instilled in you Mm -hmm. has just left you Mm -hmm. because you realize it was fake all along, you know? And so uh, I'm not going to say the artist's name, but I met a famous rapper here recently. Mm -hmm. And uh, after meeting him, I realized man it's a role he's playing and everything that i felt like he taught me through his music i just 
it left me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't mm-hmm. got it no more because I realized it was fake. So in a sense, you feel betrayed and a little bit deceived, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I pay good money to listen to it. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. Yeah, you've got some people out there really acting, really putting on their Oscar Awards, you know, <laughs> performances yeah. and stuff. So, you yeah. know. It's very important yeah. to know who you follow. Absolutely. And um, if you were going to make a song about today's society, what would you call it and why? I would call the song Lost because everybody, you know, I was shopping at Walmart a couple months back with my boys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's hard to control three children in the grocery store. And, a long time ago, the common person understood that and people understand. But now I sit back, I stopped and literally sit back and just observe people for a minute. And I realized everybody was selfish. Everybody put their self before this. So when my little three-year-old would accidentally bump into somebody, it wasn't no, hey, he's okay. You know, it was more of a, hey, watch your children, watch your kids. You know, when I landed in uh, New York City in 2017 mm-hmm. at JFK Airport, I reached up on the top bin to get my starter jacket out. And when I got it out, the sleeve of the starter jacket, I, I, evidently I didn't see it, but the, st- the sleeve of the starter jacket had come down and accidentally hit a lady. It didn't hit a lady. I mean, it's a sleeve of a starter jacket, mm-hmm. but it had touched a lady on her face or on her arm. And she legitimately got mad. She was like, man, your jacket just, you know, touched me on the shoulder. And I'm thinking to myself, are you hurt? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a starter jacket. You know, we're all crammed in this airplane. Everybody obviously is waiting to get off. We probably don't want to be on here. I'm stuck like you, ma'am. I'm waiting just like you are. Mm-hmm. But I think to answer your question, um, I would call the song Lost just because of how self-centered everybody is right now. That you know, if everybody put other people first Mm -hmm. then that would make the world a better place it surely surely would um do you notice like you know when you're a child when you were a child right your parents would teach you you know certain principles and try to instill that into you but if you notice the adults have completely forgotten it and so yeah yeah and it's it's very very scary i mean it may seem okay now but imagine your children's children if everyone continues along that line you know yeah, because actions speak louder than words. Um, you know, you t- you can preach to your children all day long. You know, hey, be nice to people. If you bump into somebody, say excuse me. But then when you turn around and it happens to you in real life, they're watching you. And if you don't lead, live by example, and I'm, I'm talking to myself too, you know. Mm-hmm. I can honestly say I'm human, so it really depends on which day you catch me on. But most of the time... <laughs> I'm going to say, you know, 300 days out of a year, I'm going to try my best to put others first Mm -hmm. because I'm truly disgusted right now, probably mainly in this country and Mm -hmm. what I'm seeing. But I'm truly disgusted at how self-centered people are. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's just turning into bouts of ignorance, violence, and all sorts of madness, you know. I think the craziest thing I heard about was this guy who got shot for a um, chicken nugget. You know, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, these people are crazy, man. (laughs) They really are, man. You know, I had stepped out of the rap scene for Mm -hmm. years. You know, Bloodhound 
Mm-hmm. Just to tell you a little bit about Bloodhound. Bloodhound came to me when I was at a young age doing things that I had no business doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I never thought in a thousand years that, you know, he would be back. But here we are. Bloodhound's here. Probably saved my music career. But, mm-hmm. you know, I stepped back into the rap scene at that point. And I seen these young men in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I was watching a certain rapper by the name of FBG Duck, a, mm-hmm. a young man. He's about, he was 28 years old. And I'm watching them. And man, they're going around killing each other. And I'm keeping up with it. I'm watching a YouTube video. And I'm, and I seen a song he put out. And after I heard the song, I'm thinking to myself, man, if somebody don't kill him, he will be very lucky. I can't believe. And then sure enough, the very next video that popped up, was the news reporting telling me that somebody had shot him in Chicago seven months after he let the song go. Yes. And I'm just, yeah, blow, blew him away, like no regard for life at all, you know, young. Well, I mean, you know, I actually followed a lot of his stuff as well. And the thing is, is if you live by that form of violence, then you got to accept it from the other end if it comes to, you know. When I when I was uh, growing up, um, before I got married no i'm not you know i'm going through a divorce but it whoop de woo but i was affiliated my cousin was latin king my brother latin king all that stuff mm-hmm. and so um being inside the gang culture when you're young you're drawn to that violence when they used to tell me that you're gonna if you keep it up you're gonna go to prison man that was, i was ready that was like a um you know a, a proud thing that you wore i'm gonna go to prison you know mm-hmm. and then when you get into the culture and realize just how violent it is and how it's got its own politics too. And everybody's trying to make a name for themselves mm-hmm. and you're right. It's the life and that's the cycle. That's why it don't stop because he kills him and then he kills him and then he kills him. And it's like, man, somebody's, somebody's got to stop it. You know? Exactly. Exactly. I've actually heard grown men say like going to prison is like going to a graduation, but graduating to what, you know, the college of killing, you know, it gets even worse. So, you know, (laughs) but I'm so glad that you're out, man, and just doing really amazing things. Um, So can you tell us more about your music and your upcoming projects? Um, yeah, so I had a single that just came out called Pink Flamingo, mm-hmm. um, but after I released that single, I had another single come out called Yelling, featuring the Ritz. Me and the Ritz got on the track, which it's a feature that he allowed himself to do with a couple other artists as well. And so I kind of sat back and listened to some of the other artists. But when I recorded my feature with the Ritz mm-hmm. and put it on YouTube, and after I had a spat back and forth with Reverb Nation and Spotify, but we finally got the song loaded. Mm-hmm. And so it went to 14,000 views in eight days. Wow. It totally surpassed you know, anything that I was doing at the time. So it's at 14,000 views, and this was eight days ago that I put it up. So I'm th- I'm thinking that I don't care who else did the did the song with the Ritz, I killed this. It, I mean I put it to sleep, and I heard somebody on Instagram the other day talking about the beat, and I had commented and said, you know it's mine now. Period. I said period, it's mine, and so uh, I'm blowing up. It's 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 kind of amazing 
I've never had this much attention. And so I kind of felt like some like something was telling me the other day, you have all this attention on social media now. So now it's time to change focus and focus on the real world because that's two different worlds. You might be blowing up on social media, but mm -hmm. nobody's heard about you in the real world. So right now we're trying to get some shows. I got a show coming up in New Orleans. On, it's going to be June 7th through the 9th at the CE Music Festival. Mm -hmm. And uh, we possibly got some other stuff coming up in South Mississippi at the Lyman Community Center. I don't know. Had it, I had an opportunity to do some stuff with the rapper Lil White with 3-6 Mafia. Mm -hmm. um, and then now I got another album that we're fixing to work on called Heritage Not Hate. It'll be the first album that you could physically buy that I'm going to produce. And it's going to be a full album, not an EP, not a single. It's going to be a full album. And so uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to it, too. You know, bopping my head, have a little Long Island iced tea and see what it's all about. So oh, I love Long Island iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> Me, too. I haven't had it in a moment. So I'm going to reserve that drink just for you and your awesome music. Um, all right, all right. <laughs> well, having said that, we're actually going to play a sample of your music. Guys, you're hearing this from On The Exchange. Lounge back, hit the lights, and check it out. Overseas cars. 
trying to catch a stripper with a STD. Snorting all my meds for my PTSD. I told her bipolar, but I really meant three. A number one hustler with a street degree. But you can find me in the deep country. Bumping them jams, ACDC. Stuck with my grandpa's best advice. I kill you over him, Bubba won't think twice. Find me dancing and romancing in my pink flamingo. Taking chances with my dances. Keep up with my lingo. Hey, over there, them killers stare. I think they have a Pablo. If they do, I ain't bulletproof, but they won't see tomorrow. I'm cashing in and smashing gin in the back of a casino. But find me dancing and romancing in my pink flamingo. Uh, bloodhound. A.K.A. Ryan Wickhop. <laughs> I think I broke a toenail dancing to this. <laughs> Ooh. Hey, girl. You want to dance? <clears throat> I'm, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. It, it, it's a dude. It's a dude. You can't tell these days. Yeah. You can't tell. I'll let y'all later. Flamingo! Oh, man, I love that track, man. It's really just jumping. And it really makes me think very creative forces behind that material, man. Um, I have one more question for you. Um, what inspires you? What are some like aspects of, of just everything that you do that inspires you? Um, man, I know this is going to sound crazy, mm-hmm. but I'd have to say my belief in God and my faith in him and uh, just what he's brought me through, man. I have been, I have been at 19 years old, strung out on drugs in the middle one o'clock in the morning in the crack house, deep in the country in Wiggins, Mississippi, surrounded by a bunch of people that I don't know. Um, and, you know, protecting some girl that got raped in the back room. I'm running, you know, really, literally throwing my jacket over her and picking her up and just running through the hallway like a football player being chased with tire tools and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Situations I should not have made it out alive. Mm -hmm. So I know I'm here for a reason. I've been in gang bangings where a a dear friend of mine died. Been in prison riots and um, all that. And you just don't make it through that stuff unless, you know, he has a purpose for you. And I know this might sound crazy, um, but I think that I'm fulfilling that purpose right now. And I really think that he's going to use me in a powerful way. I've already got an autobiography book wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really looking forward to uh, getting it to like a real publishing company so they can go through it and, um, you know, put it out there. It's going to be my life story about me. You know, I caught a murder charge at 19 years old, stood trial for murder mm-hmm. and uh, out as a free man, married with kids. And, you know, my life's been a total 180. And so uh, I give all credit to him, Yahweh. I believe it a thousand percent. Um, it's like you said, the Lord takes you out of these, you know, situations and pushes you towards greatness so that you can help other individuals. You know, you're going to uplift a lot of people. You're going to help to save lives. I can tell by just your attitude, your mentality, and of course, just your experience and your journey, you know? So 
tell us Absolutely. where can we find more about you and your work like what are all your social media handles how can we be a cheerleader for you over here at the exchange and of course at the world in general <laughs> you know youtube has has been all right they've been treating me really fair so if you just go to youtube and type in ryan woodcock um it'll bring you to my music it'll bring you to bloodhound um, you can look me up on Facebook at Ryan's Music, R-Y-N-Z-M-U-S-I-C, at Ryan's Music. Um, I'm on TikTok, uh, Instagram, got 50,000 followers on in Instagram in like two weeks. Wow. And uh, so, yeah, I'm really blowing up. Um, a lot of people in different countries mm-hmm. are uh, are following me and liking my music, believe it or not. I, got, I get somebody at least once a week. I get somebody that messaged me on my fan page in a different language. <laughs> and, and sometimes Facebook will translate it, you know, mm-hmm. and then sometimes they don't. And even when fa- Facebook translated it, it, the sentences still kind of don't make sense. So it's kind of hard to respond back. But um, I'm on Facebook and all the social medias. and But you can go to ryansmusic.com, R-Y-N-Z music.com and get merchandise. We got shirts and t-shirts and hats all made in America. And uh, right now we're in the process of getting another store set up through Spotify. Uh, So uh, really trying to, uh, you know, get my name out there and not depend on these social media networks so much. You're not trying, man. You already got it in the bag. So guys, (laughs) Holly, you, you do, you do, you have a vision. And once you have that, you know, you're manifesting it. So there's just nothing said, man. When I hear from you again, you're going to be sitting on a bunch of money. The baby's going to have like a go rope. You know, I'll be sitting in the bag hoping you throw me a, a silver coin or two, some shekels, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what they told me. Uh-huh. I got you. I got you. <laughs> You're amazing. You're amazing. All right, you guys. You're hearing this from on the exchange. Please follow Ryan, aka Bloodhound. Follow his music. Check out his merch, and really just learn more about the man because he's really not just doing it, you know, for the sake of music. He's really transforming lives and really making a difference, you know. And just educating youth to me is something that I take very personal in my own life. And so, guys, please follow him. All right. All right, so thank you very much for coming in, and I thank all of you at home for listening in. If you have a compelling topic or story that you wish to discuss, or if you wish to promote your business, please visit us online at www.experiencedexchange.com. Feel free to also follow us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcast. Thank you all so very much, and have a great night. Thank you so much, Mr. Bloodhound. You're welcome. Thank you. All right.